Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. There's a local blood bank in desperate need. We Are Blood says it needs more donors. The organization helps provide more than 50 Central Texas hospitals and medical facilities. It says it's facing, quote, historic patient need because of the ongoing blood supply shortages. Today, the CAP Metro Board of Directors is considering a new contracted bus operations and maintenance services provider. Keolis, a French-based company, would manage the workforce, safety, and service reliability. If approved, the contract would start on January 1st of next year. The meeting starts at 12.30 this afternoon. Round Rock Middle Schools have a new cell phone policy. Students are asked to turn off their phones and keep them in their bags until the end of the day. District says it's to help teachers compete with technology and keep students focused. And something that feels good to start <laughs> off your day, including those temperatures. Uh, if you look at them, you can see we are off to a significantly cooler start. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis, meteorologist Sean Kelly, and for Kristen Curry this morning. Yeah. So tell me these temperatures are here to stay. They're here to tell stay. Tell me this rain right. is happening. For a few days. For okay. a few days. Rain is happening. The rain uh, is actually falling in the hill country right now. But yeah, yesterday was spectacular. We had highs yeah. into the low 90s. Yeah. I mean, it was it a key felt difference. So Big nice. Improvement. Right. Yeah. Big improvement. <laughs> and today will be even cooler than that. So let's get you outside. Let's show you the areas that are seeing the coolest temperatures. And that's going to be you out in the hill country. You've been dealing with now three days in a row of early morning rain showers, including Richland Springs, 69 degrees, 73 in Lano, 69 in Lamita. We're sitting at 70 in Lamp Passes, 73 in Burnett. Metro temperatures a little bit warmer, but still not bad. 76 in Georgetown, 74 in Florence, 74 in Buda. Out towards the east, pretty warm still into the mid and upper 70s. But yesterday we're waking up to a few 80s, so we'll take that. Here it is. We've got some scattered light rain showers. Now the past two mornings we were dealing with the same thing, right? But they were weakening and they were not going to reach Austin. I think this has a really good chance of reaching Austin this morning here within the next hour to two hours. We're seeing some of that light rain, light to moderate scattered rain on and off into Mason County, San Saba. So you're going to have to use your windshield wipers a bit, including out in Fredericksburg and into the Johnson City area. Then we'll get a break from this rain and then we'll see another opportunity into the afternoon. But look at those temperatures for highs. We're into the low 90s. We'll have that full forecast for you coming up. Thanks, Sean. Cameras, new locks, fencing, and major upgrades are coming to schools across Austin ISD. Schools starting to see these upgrades from that massive 2022 bond, and though it's going to take a little while for everything to get up and ready, KXN's Nabil Ramana shows us the new security features already at McCallum High School. So here we've got our security cameras. Keeping an eye out. We can actually zoom in and see an area of interest if we need to. For his students and staff safety. <laughs> is Andy Box's top priority. He's the principal at McCallum High School, where they just added even more security features. We've had a few incidents on our campus with community members coming on our campus that a fence would help to prevent those occurrences from happening. Specifically, Box appointed to a homeless camp under a walkway to portable classrooms. And then in August, demonstrators rallied in front of students outside the school. That 
was maybe uh, an example of why we want to have a secure perimeter, but it wasn't what necessarily spurred us. This was already uh, in the plans. Now the fence is about six feet high and it's on the south and east side of the campus. But the question I had for the district was why doesn't the fence extend around the entire campus? So we look at wanting to make the campus a warm, welcoming environment while also securing it. And so it doesn't mean that you fence the entire property and the entire property line and, and fence everything off. Michael Mann with AISD says the fences still have gates that need to be installed. Some will have card readers to open while others will stay locked and more safety features are coming. At the end of this bond, all of our schools will have a secure entry vestibule. All of them will have a secure uh, perimeter fence. For Boxa, it's a step in the right direction. You know, just to make it to where people can't just randomly walk onto our campus. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The district says it's still in phase one of its safety upgrades. Those upgrades are going to touch all 113 campuses. And going in depth on the improvements here, it's part of a $2.4 billion bond approved last year. Bond including upgrades to HVAC and electrical systems for schools. It is the largest in the district's history. Russian President Vladimir Putin is meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un today. Jong-un arrived in Russia on his armored train. The two leaders are driven together by their need for support in escalating standoffs with the West. Moscow is in need of fresh supplies of ammunition and shells after more than 18 months of war in Ukraine has left its military battered. North Korea has faced years of international sanctions over its nuclear weapons program and is short of everything from funds and food to missile technology. Jong-un is expected to seek economic aid and military technology for his country. New details in the search for escaped convict Danello Cavalcante. Pennsylvania authorities say a homeowner shot him on Monday after he was caught in a garage stealing a rifle. And he got away with that stolen gun. NBC News' George Solis reporting from Glenmore, Pennsylvania, following an overnight search. Good morning. The manhunt for Daniello Cavalcante now takes a dramatic new turn. This after authorities say the fugitive went into the home of a homeowner here in this expanded search perimeter and stole a 22 rifle. Now that homeowner catching him in the process and unloading on him, but failing to strike Cavalcante. Authorities saying they also found some muddy footprints in these nearby woods, saying they also found Cavalcante's prison shoes. They say he may have stolen a pair of work boots from a nearby porch. There are now more than 500 agents of law enforcement here from local, state, and federal agencies. Authorities urging the public with caution now more than ever, considering they believe Cavalcante may be growing more desperate and trying to reach out for help. We'll have the very latest on the investigation coming up on today. The aftermath of a storm through the Mediterranean. How many are still missing? After a fire broke out at a downtown Austin restaurant, what first responders are saying may have been the cause. Welcome back everyone on this Wednesday morning, 439 is the time. You see on the camera there, it's a little bit of some very light rain and some sprinkles. We have some rain heading our way today with some better chances of rain tomorrow and cooler temperatures. We'll have that for you coming up. Well, emergency workers uncovered more than 1,500 bodies in Libya after a dam broke, causing a devastating flood. Take a look at the aftermath from this drone video over neighborhoods in the city of Derna. The Red Cross fears as many as 10,000 people may still be missing. A storm barreled across the Mediterranean over the weekend and slammed into the coastal region, 
causing the dam near the city to collapse. Another challenge, the floods damaged or destroyed roads to the city. Cell phone video captures the moment that deadly earthquake struck in Morocco. A wedding celebration was happening at the same time last Friday when the 6.8 magnitude earthquake rattled the area. People in this particular area say there were no deaths or serious injuries, but overall the death toll now stands at more than 2,900. New technology and how it is hoping to keep construction workers safe, plus how it's worked so far. Homeowners having their water shut off for not complying with restrictions. Why they say the water utility got it wrong. Longhorn football team, specifically the offense, they've been trying and trying and trying, and finally they hit it, not once but twice. I'll explain coming up. Good morning. It is 444 on this Wednesday morning. Live look outside from our Granite Shoals camera. Maybe a few drops of rain out there. You can expect more of that as the day rolls on. I want to tell you about a Texas construction company rolling out some new technology designed to keep its workers safe. Rogers O'Brien Construction, having workers wear some special sensors. This tracks things like heat levels, oxygen levels, air quality. And if the sensor notices something's off, it sends an alert to the worker's uh, watch, also the job site superintendent. Safety manager Seth Campbell says the system has come in handy a number of times already. So it definitely caught a few things. Um, you know, for one of our employees, it, it caught an underlying health issue uh, with, with his heart. And so, and he's doing amazing now. So that it's, it's really cool to see the benefits. It, it's paid for itself is what I'm trying to say. This tech is already being used at one construction site here in Austin. And next, the company plans to roll it out at more locations in the city and state. Apple rolled out a new iPhone, a watch, and some more during its fall reveal yesterday. One of the biggest reveals came with the phone's charger on the iPhone. The upcoming iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Plus, are going to have a USB-C port instead of the lightning cable. Change comes after the tech giant fought a European mandate to switch to a more common charger. And that mandate was aimed at reducing electronic waste and saving customers money by making one port compatible across many devices. I like the sound of that. You may have seen the app Find My on your phone or even used it to track a lost iPad or laptop or a pair of AirPods. Uh, but many people are using it to keep up with their friends and family. Location tracking apps like Find My Friends have surged in the last decade with 62% of all adults using location services compared to just 7% in 2013. How many people do you have on Find My Friends? I have 14. I have around 20. I had 35. Wow. You reach a point in a friendship where you're at Find My Friends level? Yes. One of the main reasons is safety. It starts as a safety measure where you're sharing your location with your friends so they can know where you are. Mm -hmm. But then as they have your location, it's turning into more of a form of social media where people are checking it constantly. Wow, coming up really? on today, <laughs> why Gen Z and millennials are so obsessed with tracking not just their own devices, but their friends and family. I have my location shared with my husband yeah, and my mom. Right. Okay, that's, um, that's fair for that security. Yeah. But yeah, totally for security. 
Brunette, but 35 friends? friends? Yeah. I do wonder, though, like... Oh, my gosh. Our producer, Madison, just said she has 41. Yeah, okay. at one point, you know, you go somewhere with only a few of your friends. The other friends are going to be mad. Like, hey, why don't yeah, I get invited? Yeah, but I love this. As the mom of a daughter and another daughter... Please share your right, location. Right, right. Like, you can all try. Uh, yeah. I mean, with your friend. Please don't share your you, location with someone weird. If you're going away, like from home, oh, yeah. if you're going to college, you know, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, I get 100%. It. All right. I love yeah. that for us. Okay. A lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, yeah, how about the updates with the with the iPhone? Just uh, get a new charger. You know what's uh, on my Christmas list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a new charger? <laughs> a new charger. You, the limit does not exist on how All many right. chargers you need. Let's let's get you through the uh, the next few days. Hey, we saw temperatures finally into the low 90s yesterday. I mean, it was spectacular. We had some rain in the hill country. We had temperatures into the 80s, and we got to do it all over again today. We are dealing with some rain. You see that little sprinkles there? Those aren't bugs. It's a few raindrops in Granite Shoals. Good morning to 76 degrees. We get ready for another cool down here in the forecast, and we're waking up to temperatures out in the hill country that are quite comfortable. 71 in Fredericksburg. It is 71 in San Saba, 70 in Land Passes. Meanwhile, still very warm down towards the south and east. But we've got some rain heading our way. Look at all the rain up in the Dallas area, Abilene, San Angelo. Yesterday morning, we were also dealing with rain in the Hill Country. We were dealing with rain in the Hill Country the day before yesterday as well. This is the third morning in the row, but this will finally reach the Austin area. Now, it's not heavy. No need to rearrange any of your plans here, but your morning commute, the roads will be a little bit slick out there for the next few hours, including especially out in Mason County where we're seeing some of that heaviest rain. So we'll see this very light to moderate rain showers continuing on through about 8, 9 o'clock from the metro moving out towards the east. Then it's out of here for everyone by 10, 11 a.m. or so. Then we get a break by lunchtime, and then we get another round of some showers and some thunderstorms that will be possible, about a 30% coverage here into the later part of the day. Then we start to really ramp up our rain chances and the coverage here into early Thursday morning once again. Could see some thunderstorms and then see another round tomorrow evening. And then we continue to get the ball rolling Friday. Another chance of rain pushing into the area and then moving eastward here throughout the day. So it's not going to be raining where you are all day long every single day, but there'll be plenty of opportunities to see a bit of rain. Now for today and into tomorrow, it's not significant. It's not that heavy in intensity. Maybe about a quarter of an inch through a half an inch for much of the area. But you factor in Friday and Saturday's rain and now we're talking could see upwards of one to two inches and maybe even some isolated pockets of more than that up in the hill country. So that'll be really nice to see. So 92 degrees. That's the big story of this forecast here is the cooler weather, especially just this time last week. We were still dealing with triple digits every single day. 94 tomorrow, 60 to 70% chance of rain. As we head into the weekend, though, cooler temperatures return, and then we dry it out and heat back up by next week. Thank you, Sean. We do have that ongoing risk of wildfires, and Austin emergency leaders have a new evacuation plan they want you to know about. Here's what's going to happen if the evacuation order is issued. There's going to be an assigned spot and a safe location where people will need to check in before leaving to go to a shelter or another safe place. This is called a temporary assembly point, or TAP. It's been as a check-in location to help first responders account for everyone evacuated. We have new information about the fire that broke out Monday night at Red Ash Restaurant in the Colorado Tower downtown. According to the fire department, it started in the ductwork between a stove and an exterior exhaust vent. 
There were no injuries or damage to the attached high-rise. This is what it looked like uh, in the aftermath of that fire, just smoke billowing out onto Colorado. Crews are already working on repairs. The Department of Justice is accusing Google of rigging the Internet search market in its favor. The DOJ started its antitrust trial against the company yesterday. In court, the DOJ said Google uses illegal deals with phone makers and Internet browsers. It says 90% of the Internet searches happen on Google, but the tech giant says the lawsuit has no merit. Google built the best search engine, and that's why people use it. Why does the Department of Justice not think that Americans are smart enough or capable enough of making their own choices? Lawyers for the DOJ allege Google's contracts block out competitors. The trial is expected to last 10 weeks with a final ruling expected early next year. People living in Austin Steiner Ranch neighborhood say their water was shut off by the provider. They say they had to pay a $500 fine to get it back on again. There was about 50 of us in line at the water district yesterday trying to figure this out. Holly Kennedy says workers told her she violated local water restrictions. In a statement at KXAN, the utility said as part of stage two water restrictions, it issued fines to several hundred customers for violations and 232 water shutoff work orders. Now, 22 of those shutoff orders were a mistake. Provider says it apologized and issued a credit to those 22 customers. They all have their water shut off despite being in compliance with the restrictions. According to the Public Utility Commission of Texas, prior to disconnecting water or sewer service, a utility company must write a 10-day written notice. That is unless a shorter time is authorized by the commission. The new version of the COVID vaccine should be available in some parts of the country within the next two days. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention made the announcement after also suggesting that everyone six months and older should get the updated shot. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines target a subvariant of Omicron. According to the CDC, more than 90% of the COVID viruses circulating right now are closely related to that strain. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine said research and COVID vaccine development need to go further. I'm wondering whether there are alternate, uh, alternative vaccines that can be developed that would be more durable. An infectious disease expert at Vanderbilt University Medical Center says 17% of people who were eligible for the last booster shot in 2022 got it. This woman just made Texas history for the Department of Public Safety. DPS announced that Wendy Wakeman is the first female major in the Texas Rangers ever. Wakeman released a statement saying in part that this moment in Ranger history is only possible because of the dedication and sacrifice of so many that have come before. Along with the incredible strides made by these, this organization over the years, I will strive to do my very best to represent the men and women of this department every day. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. It has been a source of frustration for the Longhorns, their fans, their head coach, their quarterback, talking about that deep pass that can change a game in a matter of seconds. That expression, taking the top off the defense, well, it just has not happened over the last, well, about a year. Finally, on Saturday night, in the biggest moment of Quinn Ewer's career, it happened not once, but twice. It's more than just hitting a receiver. There's an art to it. And, well, the head coach was a pretty good quarterback himself back at BYU. And Sark gives us a little deep pass 101 lesson. 
Quinn put nice air on the ball, and he allowed the receivers, both those guys, to adjust to the ball in the air. It's very difficult for a receiver to adjust to the ball when it's flat down the field. That, that, that's, a, that's a tall task, especially when it's back over your shoulder. But when there's air on the ball, now they can track it and they can adjust to it. It's like, it's like playing center field, right? And the ball's hit to deep left center. You know, the flatter the ball, the tougher it is to gauge that angle. The higher the ball, the better they can gauge it and go track it and go make that play. So I think those three things combined, we got the coverages that we were looking for and it was the right read. Two, the consistency and the route running from practice to the game. And then three, uh, the air underneath the ball to allow Majest to go get it. That's probably like one of the hardest catches like I ever had to catch. So it was like kind of like a weird, like over his shoulder back sort of kind of throw. So it was like one of the hardest catches I had to catch. Just builds confidence in myself and in my receivers. Uh, makes everything a whole lot easier whenever the deep ball's rolling. Yeah, Stark's going to be stubborn with it, so they start hitting it. That could make that offense even more dangerous. All right, high school football tomorrow night will be out the field in Pflugerville. Lamb Passes comes in 3-0 to take on Conley at 2-1. That's a 7 o'clock start on KBVO. Back to you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5. Austin City Council wanting more data from police, the questions they have, and when they could get those answers. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.